Welcome to the Synth Electronic Music Show brought to you by the Coastal Electronauts here in Whitstable. I'm joined by Clive Walpole in the Sonic Shed as usual. Yes, hello Peter, and uh, yeah, quite excited to have a little uh, Mellotron tribute section in this week's show. Oh yeah, fantastic. That's, uh, that's coming up a bit later on, but uh, we're going to start with a, a piece from Heinbach. He made this piece in response to the, to the war in the Ukraine, and he's donating all his proceeds to the Red Cross. Yeah, this is called 18 and Everyone.
that was Heinbach's response to the what's happening in Ukraine. Yeah, it's very moving and the sort of distressed um, tones in that as well. It was very, uh, yeah, quite an emotionally charged piece, that, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Well, he said it was rather than doom scrolling on social media, he was yeah. uh, <laughs> wanting to do something <clears throat> like that. And, uh, and not by a coincidence, he's using um, instruments that he sourced from people in Ukraine, oh, really? mainly Soviet instruments. Mm. Go and buy that or contribute in any way you, Absolutely, you can. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Moving on, we have, there's a, a new Tone Science album on, on the Ian Body's DIN label, and there's a piece by Sarah Bell Reed. Kind of the title is quite poignant, Contradictory Forecasts. Yeah. Um, so Sarah Bell Reed is um, sort of a classical trumpet player, but she's using modular with that. You've, been, you've, uh, you've come across her before, haven't you? Oh, yeah, I think it was either on um, Patch CV documentary on there, or it might have been, she might have been on Sisters with Transistors. But right. I've, I've watched them both recently, so I'm sort of not clear in my mind which one I saw, but I'm aware of her, yeah, it's a really interesting uh, performer. Hmm. Mm. Well, this, yeah, as I said, this is from the new t- Tone Science module number six, Protons and Neutrons on a DIN label, and... Ooh. Contradictory forecasts.
Oh, some nice clicks and wishes in that, wasn't it? Yeah, a bit of an East Coast vibe to that, with those sort of rapid, short arpeggios uh, and things like that. You know, they're more um, rhythmic rather than tonal, but uh, interesting. Yeah, she yeah. uses um, her, her own sort of uh, device that she connects to the, to the trumpet, which uh, communicates with the uh, modular synthesizers. Yeah. Yeah, I saw her doing some stuff uh, on the documentary where she was sort of playing the trumpet through water and then oh, nice. processing the sounds from, from that. Yeah. Mm. Parpy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. mm. So we're going to move on to a Mellotron tribute section now. Um, Clive's got together quite a few tracks, including some, um, uh, some uh, prog rock. Yeah, uh, unusually <laughs> for me. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to start off with one of my choices, which mm. I found, which is um, it's, it's a recent quartet of uh, Mellotron players. Uh, they call it Mellotron Variations, the band. I've, I saw them play on the, the Tiny Desk concerts a while back, mm. and they've released an album. It's under the name of uh, Robbie Grant and Jonathan Kitschke called Duets for Mel- Mellotron, and this is a piece called Joan Folds Towels. That's quite difficult to say. It is a bit of a tongue twister, don't it? <laughs> Thank you. 
that uh, track features many of the classic Mellotron sounds. That yeah, it had the um, flute there, didn't it? Strawberry field flute. Yeah, and, 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 and the uh, piano and the um, strings. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to hear it used as uh, an instrument in its own right, a bit like, you know, the ondioline is, you know. It's got its own particular sound, hasn't it? Because of that mm. well and flutter on the tapes. So we haven't really explained what a Mellotron is to people who wouldn't, no, that's don't know. True, no. we, um, it's an instrument that uses um, actual tape loops for every key. So sounds are recorded onto the tapes, and when you press the key, it, the tape yeah. head hits the, the tape. Um, it's not actually a loop, it's just a... It, it, it had it, an eight-second t- time on it, I think. So yeah, if you wanted so to play a chord, you had to keep lifting your fingers. Yeah, and then it would re- rewind quickly yeah, and uh, yeah. play again. Yeah. There's a story behind it, because it's, originally there's a, a Chamberlain... That's right, um, yeah. ...instrument, yeah. Which, is, which is exactly the same design, but yeah. uh, there was like a one of the chaps who was a, who was a salesperson for the uh, for Chamberlain, he basically... He nicked a few and got on a boat to England. Oh, that's right, yeah. And, he's, <laughs> and he uh, pretended it, that he'd invented it and got Mellotron to, to uh, start producing it. And there was, there was, they discovered that this was happening and uh, came to an agreement eventually. But, yeah, so it was a bit of a skullduggery going on at that time. Yeah, it looked quite a flimsy instrument, actually, didn't it? Because it's sort of like... Um what, the Chamberlain? No, the uh, Mellotron. It well, looked, I think it used to be quite a di- difficult uh, instrument to take on the road. Well, it's just extremely heavy with all the tape. Yeah. And it was very mechanical. So. Yeah. And, it, <laughs> and uh, I know of people, if, if, if you had dodgy sort of electrics, the tapes would run at different speeds yeah. and you'd get out of tune. So it's just, yeah. But that's, that's what we love about that sort of gear, isn't it, really? The, uh, the quirky analogy sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember my... My first synth I built and used it on stage, and um, there was no thermal stabilising in the oscillators, and everybody came in, and and the room warmed up. <laughs> it started drifting off out of tune. Yeah, it's very sensitive to environmental yeah. conditions. Yeah. Who's it to do the Mellotron and the Chamberlain, like the soft instruments? Uh, oh, uh, that's G-Force. G-Force. They do yeah. a fantastic. They just brought out a new one, I think. Actually. Yeah, the original Chamberlain stuff, and it's yeah. got like beats and things. And yeah, yeah. And they've, they've done a few documentaries about all the history of that. It's yeah. Really interesting stuff. Yeah. Moving yeah. on to your, into your. Um, this is this is section. an early Pink Floyd uh, album called Relics, and it's all it's quite a mishmash of different styles, really. But it's very Pink Floyd. And this track, Cirrus Minor, I think it came from an, um, a soundtrack from a film. Um, and then it, then they put it onto Relic. So I think this might have been like a stopgap album between two big albums. And they got a lot of stuff that recorded and put it together as an album called, you know, called it Relics. Yeah. And um, I think it's got, well, I suppose if you played it now, you'd say it was a bit of a hauntological sound to this because it's got that vibe. That, yeah. that hauntology feeds into yeah. on the sound. So yeah, this is uh, Cirrus Minor from Pink Floyd.
I've never heard that before. A bit mm. of uh, field recordings in there, as we could say. Record, yeah, and it was sort of, um, yeah, it wasn't probably as melatonin as I thought, <laughs> but it, it's got, I think the organ might have been taken from that, but it does sound. It's definitely Hammond organ, wasn't it? It was There's like a, a flute yeah. sound earlier on. Yeah, yeah, so it's sort of a bit of a mix, but uh, yeah. 
quite quite hauntological as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like the uh, field field recordings as well. Apparently, it was from an EMI sound effects library. Really? Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> but to me, you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Still. I know they did one, the Grantchester Meadows, which was a bit like that with mm. um, uh, sounds of foxes on it. Lots of sort of like crossovers into current sort of explorations of music, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A bit of Rick Wakeman bit next. Yeah, Rick now. He yeah. loved his Moog, didn't he, as well? Well, he does. He's, he's a sort of the king, king of the mini Moog. And, but he used a lot of um, Mellotron as well, uh, because he was it's sort of, sort of obviously all-round keyboardist anyway. He used a lot of sort of uh, church organ sort of sounds. This album... The Six Wives, I'm a bit of a sort of a Tudor history buff, so I think that's probably why I bought it at the time, <laughs> though I couldn't say, it's, each track's supposed to be about a, a, an individual queen of uh, Henry VIII, but I, I can't see the link myself, but I did like the uh, Mini Moog, and I did like the Mellotron on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is a, 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 a bash at... Um, um, uh, yeah, a Tudor banger, <laughs> right? Tudor <laughs> <laughs> with uh, with some Mellotron and uh, and uh, yeah, a good mix of organ and and mini moog as well on this oh. one. Oh, smashing! So yeah, this is Catherine Howard. Thank you. 
Mike Penn there? Yeah. He's getting all over the place. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does mix in a lot of styles. Yeah. yeah. There's a yeah, lovely, well, good example of the flute and the string sounds from Mellotron on that yeah. one. Yeah, a little bit of, I don't know, was, yeah, that was sort of a bass flute, wasn't it, at the end? Mm. Yeah. And the uh, bursts in with the, with the mini moog, oh, didn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bit of a bonus there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the next uh, track is, is probably the one, one of the most well-known uh, of all the Mellotron yeah, tracks, isn't it? Yeah, they were a big user of the Mellotron, uh, the, the Moody Blues. Uh, mm. I've got an album to uh, Children's Children's Children, and that's full of Mellotron all the way through it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's got, the, you know, that nice sort of paddy sort of um, sound as well, isn't it, that, that, that sort of backs up a sort of sound. So, uh, yeah, this one is obviously, yeah, Probably their best-known track, I suppose, Nights in White Satin, isn't it, from 67? Yeah. And, um, yeah, from the Moody Blues. And, uh, yeah, lots of nice... Uh, I'm not sure it's a f- the flute on here, I think, is actually a flute. I think there was a... I can't remember his name. It was a flautist played oh. on it. But, Oop. sorry, but it's mostly Mellotron. OK. Nights in White Satin. Nights in white satin Never reaching the end Letters I've written Never meaning to send Beauty I'd always missed With these eyes before Just what the truth I can't say anymore Cause I love you
sound track, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. I think the actual um, title, Nights in White Satin, came from his girlfriend bought him some um, satin sheets for his bed. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's, uh, that's the origin of the, uh, the piece. So Mike Pinder's on the Manatron there. He's uh, using the, the, mainly the three violins sound. Yeah, which I think is the, the most used one of it. I mean, it's probably one of my favourite sounds of it. Um, mm. Uh, and it's uh, well, it's used in the next track coming up as well. So yeah, it's, it was a popular, well, sort of mini orchestral background, wasn't it? Really? Mm. Yeah. And that was recorded on the four track, wasn't it? I mean, oh, those times. Oh yeah, and yeah. you could hear that in a kind of. But I like that sort of uh, quite like that retro sort of recording style, you know, style like that when it, the sound it gives you. Amazing what they achieved with the, with the sort of. Well, I mean, the, the microphones were just as good as quality as you'd ever get. But oh the, yeah, uh, but the recording facilities were quite uh, limited. Oh yeah, yeah. Hmm. What have we got next? Then? Well, next we got um, early Genesis here. I, I followed Genesis quite a long while, was especially the, the earlier stuff more than the later stuff. But um, I liked uh, this album was from uh, an album called Foxtrot from '72, and this is Watch of the Skies. And probably I thought this track as uh, if you get. Um, a sequence you like to sort of do, you know, either Stranger Things or um, On the Run on it, you know, just to try it out. And if you bought a Mellotron, I, I, well, every time I've, I've had any sort of software Mellotron or whatever, I always try playing this bit as well, because I think this is a classic uh, bit of uh, Mellotron. Uh, and it really, you know, it's for Tony Banks going over the top with a Mellotron with loads of reverb and everything. It's really not lovely start, quite a powerful start to a piece. Mm-hmm. Watcher of the Skies, it's called. Comes from a poem, uh, the line from a poem, John Keats. Uh, then felt I some watcher of the skies when a new planet swims into his ken. Mm-hmm. And that's where it comes from, the, the title. Uh, so, yeah, this is Watcher of the Skies. Excerpt from Watcher in the Skies. Yeah, nice that's bit the of Mellotron. Piece, yeah. <laughs> Quite an epic beginning. Wasn't it, it is, yeah. yeah. It's the opening piece of, on the album. So it, mm. gives you, it sets the mood for the album as well, which has got mm. some really long, interesting tracks on it. Yeah. Mm. Nice. So back to another <laughs> popular beat combo. 
beat combo. Yeah, this was uh, yeah, I was, I was sort of a follower of the Beatles and the Stones, and uh, at the time, a lot of people either followed the Stones or the Beatles. Really, it was like yeah. a thing like that. But I like I liked them both, um, and I remember this uh, as a single, and I don't know why at the time I never clicked that it was <laughs> had Mellotron and and uh, and um, quite a few electronic effects on it as well. Really. Yeah, we played quite a few Beatles tracks with um, we have. modulars and all sorts of yeah. synths on it. Yeah, but we? this was Brian Jones playing the Mellotron on this. Right. And, um, yeah, this is from um, their Satanic <laughs> Majesty's by request mm -hmm. uh, from 67. Oh, yeah, and again. 2000 Light Years From Home. Got a nice spacey title as well.
bit uh, psychedelic there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a bit of flower power there, I think, and a bit, bit Floydian, really, Pink Floydian. Yeah. In some some ways, but everybody did go through that phase at that time of. I think with things like radiophonic workshop stuff coming out, they did a lot of experimentation mm. and things like that with their electronics. Put me in mind of the rhythms, uh, borderline krautrock driving yeah. rhythm, wasn't yeah, it as well? Yeah, sort of, yeah. Well, there's obviously a little synth on there as well. Remind me of the uh, you know, the film performance that Mick Jagger's in with his sitting with his Moog modular. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wrote the lyrics for that actually in Brixton Prison, apparently, when he got um, Nick for drugs yeah. <laughs> yeah so that was a Mellotron exploration yes yeah there's plenty more but that was good sort of a few examples of yeah of um, what yeah. happened it's difficult because uh, often the Mellotron's there and you don't hear it because it's sort of in, in the background and you know it's, it's used a lot as a pad isn't it on a, on mm. a lot of stuff they are actually making the Mellotron again now. There's a, there's a digital version. The, the sons of the original sort of manufacturer that's, that's started to make them again. They're making the mechanical version again, aren't they? The actual... Is are it? They? I think, I, think that, I was read the other day that they're actually building the um, the idea of it being you know, a tape version. Well, there's, as soon as there's enough market for it, then uh, yeah. it's worth it, isn't it? I think so, yeah. 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 So we've got a couple of um, tracks finish off tonight starting with a um, piece by a, a chap that we've met through the um, Facebook group Coastal Electronauts Facebook group yeah Terry yeah Terry Holwick a modular performer and he's posted up some videos of him sort of improvising in, right. in sort of outdoor uh, places which is you know really impressed with that yeah yeah interesting now that a lot of people doing that those sort of environmental performances mm. uh, it's nice to sort of mix in the electronic sound with the natural sounds as well yeah and responding to it like, mm. which is a mm. that's the sort of thing that we're really into yeah and um terry lane a local chap who runs the label he's he's putting out an album of, of Thierry's soon that's right yeah yeah, uh, well, actually, it was released on the tenth, tenth of March. Well, it's not the tenth yet, so yeah, it's going to be released on the tenth of March. Oh, splendid! Yeah, look out for that. Yeah, this is a piece by him called Electric Prayer.
Yeah, yeah, it's interesting that. And you've got, um, you know, we often talk about East Coast and West Coast, and uh, with a lot of pieces now, they sort of blurring now, isn't it? You've got yeah. East and West Coast sort of mixing in. Uh, the influences are from both sides now, and it's just electronic music. Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. It sort of mixes that sort of rhythmic, atonal with the melodic. And yeah. And those sort of pulses. Yeah. Well, I think it's a great thing with the sort of modular Eurorack, that you can get a module that's, you know, very West Coast and one that's very East Coast and, and use them together. Mm. And uh, you get that sort of vibe coming out of you know, a, a new sound, really. Yeah, and the mixture of improvisation and sort of some pre-prepared parts. Yeah. That works really well, doesn't I it? I like that, yeah. Mm, just yeah. see where it goes. Yeah. So we started off with the uh, Heinbach piece inspired by the events in Ukraine and uh, the banger for tonight if you've got any doubts about what to do and motivation Alabaster the plume has got some <laughs> <laughs> some words yeah. and advice but he's, yeah. Um, yeah, so the piece is made with it's a couple of years ago now called I Was Gonna Fight Fascism <laughs> and it's, it's a sort of collaboration with so- yeah, Soccer 96 there Danalog on synths and Betamax on drums and they're um, two thirds of the Comet is Coming and I've seen him use SH09 mainly he gets such an amazing sounds out of it yeah, yeah. Alabaster the Plume he's, he's got connections in Canterbury I think he's got a bit some family here but he's based in Manchester obviously he often plays this way so I look forward to seeing oh, him again soon good to see yeah yeah so this is our banger tonight I was gonna fight fascism
but I didn't realize it at the time. I didn't realize, but looking at it now, I was, I was afraid, and that's why I didn't fight. I was gonna fight fascism. Good, Could, <laughs> might be too late for us. Yeah, it's only by luck that we're not in the same situation it as is. you Ukrainians. Mm. But we, we are sleepwalking into a bit of an authoritarian society here. Yeah, with laws against pro- protests coming in. Yeah. So wake up, basically. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again for listening. Yes. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed our little mix. Yeah. Um. Join us on the Facebook group, the Coastal Electronauts. Yes, please and, do. Um, and Twitter. We pop in there and again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Till next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.